Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. Today we're in John chapter 2 as we have this marvelous story of Jesus going to the temple. It tells us in verse 13 that now the Passover of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and he was found in the temple, or he found in the temple. Of course, the, the word temple here in the Greek is a reference to the outer court of the area of the Gentiles. And as he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and money changers who do, do in business. And when he had made a whip of, cord, of cords, he drove them out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen, and he poured out the changers, cha- the changers' money and overturned their temple. You know, it's amazing when you look at Jesus, and so often people get this wrong mental picture of Jesus is that he was just a meek, quiet teacher, and, you know, that he didn't have strength, that's the strength of a man. But as it tells us here, he was filled with the zeal of hosts. I mean, he saw these things who were wrong, and he did something about it. Isn't that great? Sometimes God calls us to step up, to say things when we see a wrong, and just to speak the truth and let it go. I think it's wise that we listen to God in those situations, make sure it's time for us to speak up. But if, you, if we need to do something, we need to take that boldness and, and do it. And so in this case, as we see what they were doing, Jesus saw the people selling animals in the temple courtyard, and he drove them out, and he really had two, two problems with them. First of all, the money changers were ripping the people off or being forced to buy special certified animals at a highly inflated price. God is always angered when people are trying to profit off the people of God. See, what you would do, you would bring your animal in, you know, be a dove or pigeon or, you know, whatever it might be, a little lamb or, you know, you're bringing it to to the priest there. You were just wanting to sacrifice at that point and offer up your sacrificial bird or whatever it might be. And they would look at it. Of course, they would have to expect it, make sure that it was, you know, without blemish. And they would find some sort of blemish and they would reject the one you you brought in. You say, you know what, you can buy a dove or you can buy a pigeon over there. And of course, if you would normally buy one for like 50 cents, this would be probably like $10, $15. It was such a high inflated price for what they were doing. And then you would pull out your money because, you know, during this time, it was, uh, the whole area there in Israel was governed by the Romans. So the currency was Roman currencies. So you see the term of money changers that were there. In order to purchase this certified animal, you had to go take your Roman currency and turn it, give it to the money changers that would give you temple denarius or otherwise their monies that they could you could use in the temple you would never get a fair exchange from these guys at best you would get if you gave them a dollar you would get 50 cents back that you could use for your purchase jesus saw what was going on he was angered and it tells us that he took a whip and he turned the tables over and he said to them who sold doves and of course you know the thing is when he says that sold doves 
When you go back to the book of Exodus and Leviticus, doves were to be sold to the poor, to the poorest people, because they couldn't afford you know, more, the more exempt, uh, expensive animals. And so a dove was supposed to be for the poor. And here we see these people taking advantage of the poor. Boy, isn't that a, a record that just seems to be going over and over and over again? But God has a heart for the poor. God has a heart for the, the, for the motherless and fatherless child, and, and certainly for the widows. God cares for those who are hurting, but yet these people did not. And he says, take, take these things away and do not make my father's house a, a house of merchandise. It says, then his disciples remember what was written. The zeal for, uh, for your house has eaten me up. Otherwise, that prophecy spoke of Jesus, that zeal, it, really in the original language, is, it's a motion that's like a, a boiling hot uh, iron or coals that just boils. He says, for the house of the Lord. It had eaten him up because he's not. He's seeing the house not being used for what it's supposed to be used for is for is for prayer, for healing, for teaching of God's word. But yet they weren't doing that. So the Jews answered and said to him, "What sign do you do you show to us since you do these things? Otherwise, you know who gave you the right? Show us a sign so we know that you got some kind of authority." And it says, "And Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple.'" In three days, I will rise it again. Of course, if you're standing there and you're, you've you probably heard of this temple being started some 48 years earlier by who? Remember that crazy wild genius man that we were introduced earlier to the, in, in the gospel, Herod the Great? He was the master builder. It took him 48 years to complete this. And Jesus says, he said, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it again. He says, but he was speaking of the temple of his body. They didn't get it. They didn't have a clue that Jesus was speaking about this. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remember that he said to them, that they, and they believed the scriptures and the words that Jesus said had said. You know what I find it's interesting here in this passage? Later on in the Gospel of John, we read the in John chapter 10, verse 18, he says, No one takes it from me, speaking of his life, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. And so when he said, in three days, in three days, he says, this temple will be destroyed, destroyed and I will raise it again. Well, of course, we look at it hindsight. We know that happened. Jesus Christ did die on the cross that faithful good Friday day that we love to get together and remember. But three days later, he rose from the dead to give us newness of life and hope. Not just hope for today, but hope for eternity. And the promise is, is the, that the, our world doesn't end here. But we have the promise of our future the future of being with Christ forever and ever and ever. I hope we as believers, we always will keep that in our heart and mind, that we long and look forward to the return of Jesus Christ. And even as John, at the end of the book of Revelation, prays, come quickly, Lord Jesus, come. It tells us here, 
When now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in him, and when they saw the signs which he did, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men, and he had no need that anyone should testify of, uh, that any man should testify of him, for he knew what was in man. Otherwise, his time hadn't come yet. This is just the beginning of his ministry, his first temp temple visit, his first Passover once his ministry started. Folks, I don't know about you. I'm excited to see what the days and weeks are going to happen in the life of Jesus. But be encouraged. We know that God's in control. A lot of times we lose track of that. When we lose track that God's in control, that he has a plan for our life, what, what, is, what, what do we start experiencing but stress and worry and and our stomachs start turning over. But never lose sight that God's in control. For three days later, he rose from the dead. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's Terry Reynolds at agapechapeloc.org or you can write us at Agape Chapel P.O. Box 4023 Huntington Beach, California 92647 May God richly bless you.